Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one. Into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia. Today we have Riley joining us by phone. Old school, Riley. Old school. Yes, old school. Gotta make it work now, you know? That's right. Um, Yeah, so I actually got to go to the game last night, Rye, and... um, I wasn't sure that the Nuggets were going to win that game. They've struggled against the Pelicans a little bit this year. Zion literally just, like, bulldozes through everyone. Like, I, there was one play where Paul Millsap straight up just moved out of the way. He was like, no, go ahead, Zion. You're coming too fast. <laughs> like, that's all right. <laughs> He's crazy. Um, he get. I mean, I know, like, the big talk of the day is, like, Zion doesn't get enough free throws or didn't needs to get to the line more, but I kind of was... Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I disagree with that, obviously, because I'm not, uh, I don't think that there was a huge disparity and there was the game where we really had a problem with free throws. That one game was against, um, Zion and the Pelicans. One of those games that was a huge disparity for the Nuggets. So what'd you think of the game last night? Um, I think you're right. Sorry. I think you're right. They struggled. Um, but what I've seen and what I saw last night is just a, a toughness about the team that just keeps fighting and fighting and fighting, and eventually things start to click in more. Um, I thought the Pelicans looked good, honestly, uh, last night. And, yes, if I was anyone, I'd probably get out of Zion's way, too. Um, but that block by Jokic was actually insane. Yeah. Um, I... I honestly, I like this new lineup that's out. I think it has potential to be very, very good. Um, obviously, I don't wish injury upon anyone, but I think this team would be better without Will Barton. And I know I'm going to get a lot of crap from Nuggets Nation, but, you know, my personal opinion. Well, I mean, I think you're not going to get a lot of crap. I feel like a lot of people feel that way a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of hate on Will Barton, and it, it's kind of this crazy cycle with him every year. I, I'll be interested to see if um, if he actually does play in the playoffs this season because that would be three postseasons without Will Barton for the Nuggets. Uh, I think it, the the biggest part of the injuries that sucks for this team is just the fact that I, I don't. The one criticism I've had of Malone for a long time now is that his his decision making on the fly or when he has to make changes to what he's comfortable with 
he struggles with that. He struggles with it. He doesn't like to, like, it seems like he really wants to be sure before he officially makes the change. You know, we all saw different changes happen uh, last season when we thought MPJ should uh, stop starting, you know, in the postseason, in the bubble. Uh, He needed to come off the bench, and there needed to be that change. The season before that, it was uh, Torrey Craig, whether he should start with the, be with the starters, and... It took him forever to make that change. We talked about it for weeks before, well, maybe not weeks, but at least several games prior. That was already being talked about as like a major need. And and it took Malone a little while before he got on board with the plan, I guess. And I think that that's what's going to hurt the Nuggets the most with these continued injuries. Last night, Michael Porter goes down at one point in the game and he... Looks like he struggles getting up, limps over to the huddle, then leaves the huddle, limps around the back of the huddle with the trainer. And he, I'm not sure, he went to go get a towel or something and the trainer was trying to get him ice. Uh, Aaron Gordon had ice wrapped around his, one of his calves, like, and shin. And um, he had to get on the bike and warm up before he went into the game. So there's definitely, like... I have some concern with the injury, you know? I'm concerned that maybe it is too, um, it will affect the team too much and that Malone won't be able to make adjustments that make sense or on the fly fast enough. Yeah, I agree. I think that today, more than ever, the ability to coach and make changes on the fly is more important than I think it's ever been because the game changes so fast all the time and there's so many different playing styles and so many different teams so I think you're right on the it takes them a long time to change and when it's playoff time you don't have that time so I think it'll be essential to see if Malone has the capabilities of changing in game or in a couple games anything that's not a whole year or a whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, I think so far, some of the changes that have he's gone with, you know, now you see Shaq Harrison out there. We saw Austin Rivers out there a lot. Um, I mean, we will get to Aaron Gordon in a second, but I am – I. I'm like, why is he not getting more minutes? But then you see, put a, the minutes he's getting, he's not like being very productive. And we'll talk about that later. But Shaq Harrison, Austin Rivers, those guys play some defense. I'm sure you love yeah. a- these additions, right, Ray? Uh, I like Shaq Harrison, but I do not like the Austin Rivers addition. Not just because he's a dookie and hit a buzzer beater back in the day against UNC. <laughs> but... Not just because of that? Not just because of that. Um, I honestly just don't think he's that good of a player. I think he gets in his own head most of the time. I think he plays really good games in the games that don't matter. And Well, that's exactly what they need. Because the Nuggets the are always... Don't matter. But the Nuggets are always giving up dumb losses in games that don't matter because they don't have anybody who cares about the game, you know, like those games or whatever. And they come out thinking they're going to be fine. So he can play well in those crappy games. Well, I just think that Austin Rivers has never 
been a team player, which was like why I was confused on the signing because I feel like that's part of the Denver Nuggets culture is team basketball and team playing. And that's not Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers is isolating 90% of the time. Austin Rivers is caring about his stats. Um, so for me, that wasn't my favorite time. Um, we'll see how long he lasts. Yeah. But I don't know. So he has like good D, which is something that the Nuggets always will need. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, Shaq Harrison is a nice addition. Austin Rivers, I guess I had never, I hadn't really thought about that perspective of him being a selfish player, but um, I think Malone is, definitely is not a fan of selfish guys, and you saw that last night <laughs> in those last two minutes of that game, the Nuggets just kind of falling apart. Michael Porter Jr. gets. Um, kind of on a fast break, gets a pass, goes up. Actually, I think it was a little, maybe it was the steal. There was a lot of turnovers in last night's game for both teams, but a lot for New Orleans. Uh, just a lot of guys, like, jump in the lane, trying to get steals, Shaq Harrison being one of those guys. Austin Rivers, too, he got a couple steals as well. And then, of course, you always get a couple more steals with Faku. So it, it was kind of fun to watch this team that, like, is all these, like, misfits, um, small dudes like Austin Rivers, Shaq Harrison, they're they're not very big like NBA players. No. So um and then you got Faku who's we know is definitely small and they're all just like pests out there. So it was cool to see that, I guess, but um they really almost screw up this game and coach Malone just about loses it. He um yeah, so where my seat is uh, for a med as media members, I'm like right behind the Nuggets bench. So I can see all the things that are kind of going on. If I had better eyesight or if I was a little bit closer, I could probably read lips. But yeah, Malone was Wait, pretty pissed. Wait, are you closer than you were like a month ago? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're in the same spot. We're at the top of the 100s. So, but we we always sit there, even during regular season. That's our seats. But oh. during regular season, we can um, we can like be on the court and stuff pregame and stuff. But yeah, those are our regular seats always. Anyways, so you could see Coach Malone was pretty pissed when Michael Porter Jr. gets the ball in transition, and he has one guy on him but pulls up for that three on the wing, like on the left side of the wing, and right in front of the Pelicans bench, and Malone loses it. He turns, like, like I've never seen such a sharp turn, like a military sharp turn. He turns, like, looks away, starts walking away from him, and yells some words about someone being a selfish guy, a player, and then sits on the on his chair, picks up the paper that's on his chair, crumples it up in a ball, chucks it behind him, and sits down. I mean, that's a grown man, like, tantrum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see, like, I mean, for me, that's, like, not a smart basketball play at all. It's absolutely not. That's the point. We're all, we all hate seeing but, MPJ do that. 
But MPJ has been shooting over 50% from three, and that's a guy that I know could make that shot. So, I don't know. Right. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because he did hit this crazy three from about the same spot. A little, I mean, on this three, he was a little bit more towards the corner, but more onto the wing. But he hit a crazy three at the top of the key last night, or the three-point range last night. uh, At the top of the arc, where he wasn't even turned fully. Like, he didn't square to the basket at all. His, like, right shoulder was still like closer to the basket than his left right so he's kind of come around this screen and he gets the ball and I don't even know how he shot it I don't know how he made it but he does so that's the thing with this with MPJ is like he makes that shot but then he goes takes this shot we know it's a bad basketball play we all know Malone's furious we all know why and it's like then the worst part is that right as that after that happens that's when the nuggets fall apart there for those 2 minutes that lead to like new orleans almost winning this game so craziness definitely a selfish play by michael porter junior but if he makes it do we care no so, you know, yeah. it's frustrating, but. I honestly, I don't know. It's just one of those things I feel like if it would have been, would have gone in, then it would have never been talked about. But since it didn't, we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, well, but... you talking about Austin Rivers just made me think of that, you know, because Malone, I know Malone doesn't like a selfish player. He specifically felt like that was a selfish play when Michael Porter Jr. took that three. And it was a selfish play because you know Michael Porter Jr. could drive to the basket and lay that in far easier, get your two buckets in a game that shouldn't be close anyways. Like the Nuggets had more points in the paint than New Orleans last night. They shot better from three-point range last night. They went to the line more than New Orleans did last night. There's no reason New Orleans should have been in that game, but they were. And MPJ, instead of taking an easy bucket, an easy two, pulls up for the three, right? And maybe he is that guy someday that does that. Maybe, you know, maybe he does. That's Steph Curry shit, you know? But frustrating for the Nuggets, frustrating for Coach Malone last night. Hopefully Austin Rivers knows that he is part of a role here in Denver and he's not going to be able to do too much um, ISO I thought well, during last night's game he did a pretty like, good job of not. That's my thing is like he's been on many many teams, and every time he gets on a team he starts out fine, and he's kind of just working his way to get comfortable, and then he almost gets too comfortable to the point where he thinks he's supposed to be one of the superstars and take over the game and be isolated and. And that's what I just think is going to happen, like where it happens everywhere else, and then the team ends up dropping him. So it's like this dude's ego is too big, and he's not playing the role that teams sign him to have. Yeah. You know, he actually looks like, okay, you never got to meet Nick O'Hare, I think, but he's the head of PR for the Nuggets, and and 
Austin Rivers looks like he's like Nick O'Hare's little brother. And they both look like they're from like Jersey, probably part of the mafia. But like Austin clearly got like into the drug gang or something and got some tattoos and and Nick's a little bit more straight edge. But they look like they could be like big and little brother. Like they look so much alike. It's crazy. But one of them looks like maybe, you know, I don't know. I made a whole story in my head. It could be a movie, but they could star as brothers in any show. Interesting enough. Shout out to PR, Nuggets PR team. They are the best in Denver. But, um, yeah, I I definitely thought that game almost fell apart for the Nuggets. The Nuggets have an interesting schedule coming up, actually. Uh, just three more games at home, Riley. Ten more home... 10 more games for the rest of this regular season. Nuggets definitely will be in the postseason, but where they fall, it will depend on these next 10 games. And it's pretty close. We're tied with the Clippers in losses. So the Clippers are 43 wins, 21 losses. The Nuggets are 41 wins, 21 losses. The Lakers are in fifth place. And weirdly enough, like... I don't know if I've ever seen a season where the Jazz and the Suns lead the Western Conference. Yeah, this is a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. Actually, I mean, I'm starting to get a little concerned for the Lakers because they're kind of setting themselves up to have a, a really road, tough road to get through. I don't know if you saw Charles Barkley's um, TNT take, but he doesn't believe that the Lakers will be able to get through the Nuggets. Well, that concerns me because Barkley's almost never right. His takes are almost never right. So. Oh my God, <laughs> he is the most right one on the panel. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's crazy that that this season has so many injuries and I hope that the the NBA walks away like learning something about trying to force these athletes even though they're superhuman athletes uh to do this many games in this short amount of time is just you know because the they're gonna get theirs you know like the the reward for forcing the athletes to do this I mean they didn't force them and you know they agreed athletes agreed through their union agreed but they could have opted out. They could have, yes, but who's opting out when there's money on the table to lose? Like, you know that's well, not going to be the case. You know we're going to disagree about this, so I'm not going to get into it. I know, and we don't have enough time to get into that yeah. argument today. But my point being, I hope they walk away knowing that, they, because it's going to screw the, the corporate too. You know, the business portion of this is getting screwed. The TV deals are getting screwed because nobody wants to watch we know nobody wants to, I don't even want to watch the jazz and I'm like a, from a small market team too like that I, I know being real watch, you don't want to watch the I jazz in the finals NBA finals yeah in the no, NBA no, finals the you're lying yes you're lying I would want to watch the jazz in the NBA finals <sighs> okay you're just saying like if you're a Denver you think anyone wants to watch the Nuggets in the NBA finals that's my point, though, is some there's going to be a team, there's going to be teams in this this playoffs that I think are going to be able to succeed 
when they wouldn't typically and we're going to be watching like the Grizzlies and the 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 Trailblazers or something, you know? It's like I don't know. Oh my god, don't get carried away. But I mean, we saw this last season with the Miami Heat. No one thought they were coming out of the East. Yeah, and but the Heat have a huge market. Totally different. But no, well, it but that wasn't the team we expected. We expected Giannis versus LeBron, not yeah, but everyone's everyone's happy when a underdog team in a big market wins. Everyone's happy when that happens because that it's still making money. People still want to watch. People even more people want to tune in. But when it's a small market team like the Jazz who don't have anyone like that exciting, Donovan Mitchell isn't like the same. I, I don't know. I don't think of him. I'd rather watch the Suns. The Suns. Oh my God, you are so biased. Donovan Mitchell is amazing to watch. I just don't think it's a superstar is all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Jenna, you're letting your bias. No, I'm talking about the external stuff, everything that everyone gives everyone crap for. Devin Booker has all that stuff. He, like, posts on Instagram. He does lives. He says dumb shit. He gets way too many girls pregnant. He does all the... Kendall Jenner. Yeah, that too. See, he he gets all different kinds of people to watch him because he's exciting in many different levels, you know? For people who don't like basketball, they like the Kardashians, whatever. But he, but I, that's what I mean about Donovan Mitchell. He seems just like a genuinely good guy that just probably plays basketball and minds his business. And for whatever reason, we live in a country that doesn't really care about that shit. Some of us don't do. They like the drama. That's and not going to be the storyline. People are going to want to see that team win. The storyline is not going to be that, though. The storyline is going to be, well, the Lakers weren't at full strength, so therefore they should, you know, the Jazz got there because of this and this and that. And if the Lakers do win it, it's going to be, can you believe the difficult road they overcame to get You're to the championship? You're 100% right. You're 100% right. But here's another storyline. That'll be when the Lakers lose to a team like the Jazz. But when the Jazz win the NBA Finals, it's going to be this big thing how they were stopped so many years by Jordan, but they were able to get past LeBron, and they finally got a championship for the city of Salt Lake City. And that's going to be a cool headline because everyone knows it'd be an underdog winning and that they've come so close so many times. No, listen, in all honesty, that would be hella cool. I would be so down for a small market team winning and it being awesome for that like part of the country and for their city to get that for the first time. That's totally cool, and I'm way on board with that. But tell me I'm lying, or tell me I'm wrong. The headline's not going to be about about the Jazz getting stopped by Jordan. It's going to be the Jazz, the team that poisoned Jordan wins an NBA championship. No, I'm just kidding. This, <laughs> But it feels that way. It feels that way to a small market people. It's just like, it's always a spin. Look at today's headlines. They're about... Oh, Zion, that was actually a foul, not a block by Jokic. Oh, that was... Uh, okay, that's if you're listening to the correct outlet. Zion should have... That was ESPN. ESPN, rise, hold on, sick, like there's no tomorrow. That is not a reliable source anymore. I, well, I realize this, but I feel like most people are going to get that 
pop-up headline on their phones, and instead of talking about Jokic's insane night or MPJ's insane night, it's just going to be about Zion should have been to the free throw line more. Give me a break. And that's what the majority of the population learns about the night. If you're a basketball fan and you actually watch the game, then you know. That's true. I think real basketball fans know, yes. I think they know. And I think they know that anytime it has to deal with LeBron or Zion or Steph Curry, ESPN has proven that they are biased towards those guys. And they will continue to share their loyalty. And being biased and loyalty is not truthful journalism. So you can take it how you want. You can follow them. But they're not giving you the whole truth. Yeah. Riley's about to graduate <laughs> with her journalism degree, ladies and gentlemen. So that's her little journalist, journalism yeah, spiel. Yeah, there's a little journalism hot taken. Plug, yes, I love it. Um, well, on the topic of the standings and where who might be, who we might be watching in the finals, the East might be even worse than the West, dude. You're getting the Knicks and the Hawks as the four and five seed. I can't believe these two teams are in it. These are teams that were tanking recently. The Hawks were tanking. I mean, the Knicks, I don't know if they've ever tanked. They're always just trying way too hard and never succeeding, really. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's shocking. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Maybe the Hawks, just because they did make a lot of postseason moves. But, um, I mean, the bottom of the East is just so god-awful that, sorry, Hornets, I love y'all. Yeah, I was going to say, you know Um, where your Hornets stand, right? (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. They they played good the past couple weeks, though. They have Um, a good squad, honestly. They just, like, are trying to figure things out. Yeah, they need LaMelo back. We'll be back, I think, this week. Mm. Um, But, I mean, the bottom of the East is so rough. And I don't know what happened with the Miami Heat. I don't know if they're just waiting to the playoffs to turn something on, but they should have been one of the top three teams in the East, um, especially coming off the finals run. Um, but I also think the East is totally up for grabs, and I don't. I think whoever makes it in the in the tournament has a chance because, like I've told you, and like I've told everyone else, I don't believe the Brooklyn Nets are going to the finals. When did you tell me this? We talked about the finals. We were talking about the Nuggets when they were like on their like uphill swing on their they were they were seriously like bulldozing through teams. They were starting to get their groove and I'm talking about Nuggets in the finals and stuff and you're like, "You know it's going to be Nets LA." That's what you told me. So, when yeah, when did you most, say? Yeah, like Yeah, that seems realistic. But that was also what, 3 weeks ago and we saw KD with another injury. Kyrie missing another gazillion games, James Harden having his own injuries. I just, there's just no way. There's no way. I think together they've only played like three games. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty crazy, but you, you got to think, you got to believe. I mean, these guys hoop every day. They, you know, they pay, play pickup with whoever. They... It's, you know the playoffs come down to more than that. Yeah, it does. It comes down to heart, it comes down to health, and it comes down to chemistry, and those are the teams that always seem to win it. It's yeah. not always the most talented team. Uh, 
I would push back a little bit on the heart, you know. It's not always the team that works the hardest. It's usually the team that just has the most talent. No. Yeah. Not at all. It's yeah. Like, no. I think above everything, it's chemistry. Because in the playoffs, it gets tough. It gets hard. You get behind. The chemistry of the team is what keeps you going and other guys being able to step up other than your superstars. Well, and I didn't say I pushed back on chemistry. That's just due to leadership, and that's why LeBron's been so successful, because he's a great leader. None of those guys on the Nets are a leader. And none of those guys on the Nets are fully healthy. And none of those guys on the Nets play full heart every game. Mm-hmm. So that's where I stand, and I don't think that's winning you the East. Yeah. Well, if the Nuggets want to... We're... If it was about full heart, then the Nuggets would win because they have the craziest full-hearted person I've ever seen, Facundo Campasso, getting uh, his first NBA double-double last night in that game. This guy is all over the place, but sometimes he it's too much, you know? Like, sometimes he's all over the place so much that he causes a turnover, but then he the other team gets it back and his man's open and things like that, you know? it's 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 a lot. But I'm excited that he's kind of finding his groove, working his way into that starting position, starting point guard position. There was a couple plays. There was definitely one where, like, Jokic was frustrated with Faku last night. Uh, and he was he said something to him, like, about the – it was like in a pick and roll on offense. And he – Facundo uh, turned it over. So, you know, Jokic is probably missing his old buddy, Jamal Murray, on that bounce pass there. But – the guy that we really need to talk about is Aaron Gordon. What's been going on with him? Like, he, his defense has decreased. He doesn't look like the same guy. Uh, he did all right last night. But offensively, really not finishing at the rim. Yeah, he's definitely having a trouble, trouble finishing at the rim. I don't think his defense has fallen off that much. Um, a couple mistakes here and there, but I still think it's more on the elite side. Um, as far as offensively, yeah, him not finishing and him being a little tentative, like a tentative, um, is a little concerning. I just think he's still adjusting. He went from a very bad team, very bad, and it's really easy to be a superstar on a very bad team. I mean, and I just. I think- I just want him I to come out there and rebound. Up. Just get get rebounds. I don't care. Don't score at all. Fine. Don't be don't be a threat, but just every single rebound. Get it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things he needs to get better at if the Nuggets want to make it a deep playoff run. I still believe that he has full capability. Um, you also gotta think since this man got there. There's been so many injuries and so many different players and so many things have changed each week that he's been in. So it's a, it's even more adjusting than the regular adjusting. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of adjustment going on, lots of things happening, but he doesn't have a single game with double-digit rebounds. Not a single game since being in Denver. He had two rebounds against the Houston Rockets. That's un- that's unacceptable. That team is trash. And the Nuggets, like, beat that team by a lot, that game. There's no reason. You know, he played 19 minutes. You can get more than two rebounds. Come on. 
You're under the basket more than anybody else. I just think, like, it seems like maybe with all the changes happening, he's either forgotten his role that he agreed to, <laughs> that he told us all he knew that that was his role and that's what he was going to do and all this stuff, or something's going on. Like I mentioned, I saw ice on his leg. I don't know if he's feeling some kind of injury himself or feeling some kind of fatigue. Maybe it's a change in the altitude and it's been hard for him to to get, get up. I don't know. But it's got to improve if this team's going to go into the deep into the playoffs, right? We don't, we're hoping that it's going to be deep into the playoffs. Like we mentioned, they are standing right now at four. That means they'd play the Lakers at five, right, right? Yep. Might be a good thing to just see the Lakers sooner before LeBron can get back, you know? Or before I mean, AD can get that's back. That's true. I don't foresee LeBron missing any playoff time. Mm-hmm. Um, it really honestly comes down to Anthony Davis and how healthy he can stay mm-hmm. for the Lakers. If Anthony Davis is not part of the equation, Denver very well can beat them. Yeah. Um, I think that's who it's going to really depend on. We know LeBron's going to go out there and do his thing and be ready for the playoffs. We know that. But he's going to need his sidekick. Um, especially against Jokic, so. Yeah. I don't think that'd be a very good matchup for them if AD wasn't able to play healthy and everything. Well, in the same on the same token for the Nuggets, you know, we're, you got to hope that um, that Monte Morris gets back uh, before this playoffs. I don't know what the what the return time is for Will Barton at this point, but he got injured much later. Monte's had more time to rest. Uh, if the Nuggets can hold their sta- standing, their spot in the standings right now, they won't have to play participate in the play-in tournament. That play-in tournament will give them, if they don't have to participate in it, it'll give them a few days off, right? So even more time for Monte to get back before they play their first game of their series. So I think that's what is important for Denver at this point. Uh, they face Toronto tonight. Um and then they are on the road. They go to. They come to me. They they do, yeah. Well, they yeah. go to L.A. They go to. They have. That's going to be tricky. They go to L.A. Um, Saturday for the Clippers, and then Monday for the Lakers. So they're in L.A. for like a long weekend, and then they come home for a Knicks game, and then they're back on the road. Jazz. Um, then they come home for the Nets game, last home game of the season, and then it's Hornets, Timberwolves, Pistons, and Blazers to finish out the season. I think those last four games are, are pretty much a lock for Denver to win. Um, Ouch. <laughs> although, you know, the Timberwolves have actually given them a hard time this season, so has Portland, so they could always drop one of those four, but you you got to hope that they continue to, that they win like nine of, well, I guess if there's 10 left, you hope they win maybe eight, seven out of those 10. Um, well, I feel like you also have to consider a couple other things, specifically with those teams. Um, those teams are fighting for a play-in or not a play-in, or there's a lot of things on the line for those teams. That's true. Um, that changes a lot in the game. It, it, it doesn't just become a regular season game. It's, it's their playoffs start early, so... Um, they're going to have to bring their A game to win those games. Yeah. 
That's true. Um, they won't want to go in thinking like, oh, it doesn't matter because the other team will come out. And we know the Nuggets struggle um, with thinking that they're no matter what, they're better than this team or something. At least that's what it appears because they come out kind of not ready to play in some situations against teams that they definitely should beat. So right. they, they can't come out and, too cocky, uh, right? Right. And one, one more thing about Aaron Gordon. I feel like since I've been working for the Hornets, I've found, like, a guy that it'd be cool for Aaron Gordon to kind of build his game like, or, like, at least with the Nuggets. We already know he has his own game. But Miles Bridges, what he does for the Hornets mm-hmm. this season could be exactly what Aaron Gordon does for the Nuggets. And they have a very similar kind of game, very similar in height. Both athletic as hell can jump out of the gym. Um, and I feel like from watching Aaron Gordon with the Nuggets compared to Miles Bridges with the Hornets, they have the same other things I just said, but Miles Bridges is a way more confident than Aaron Gordon right now. They have the same capabilities. But... Literally, just the difference I see is confidence. Hmm. Um, and that's just something I've observed. They can have really similar games. I know Miles Bridges has played a really, really awesome season. Yeah. Um, and I think Aaron Gordon can have the same type thing, but again, it comes down to rebounding. They rely on Bridges a lot for rebounding, and Gordon would have to go into that. But just going up strong and confident, it's just a, it just changes your finishes. Yeah. Well, hopefully Aaron figures it out because they're going to need him for this last stretch, especially this weekend in L.A. Um, It's been a pleasure, like always, talking with you, Riley. It's my favorite day of the week, uh, our Chicken Nuggets episode. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with another episode next week, probably before the next game. So before the second-to-last home game of the season for the Nuggets. Thanks for listening, guys. Also, follow Riley at Riley Biller on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Vita Viva Diva. I'm giving away tickets to that next game if you're interested. Go check it out. We'll talk to you guys soon.